I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, home at last. Shane Warne's heartbroken family comes together as his body arrives in Melbourne. Flood relief on the way, more than half a billion dollars to help with the clean-up in New South Wales. Gone too soon, Labor Senator Kimberly Kitching dies suddenly at 52, colleagues and friends in shock. Warnings over a new sub-variant of COVID, cases tip to rise. And the Panthers put Manly to the sword in Game 1. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. Almost a week after he died from a heart attack at just 52 years of age, the body of cricket legend Shane Warne has arrived back in Australia. A private jet carrying the casket touched down in Melbourne last night and there were tears and hugs as family members and friends arrived at the airport, including Warne's ex-wife and son. Fans gathered outside the gates to pay their respects. It was good to see the plane come in knowing he's on home soil where he belongs. So, yeah. Rest in peace, Shane. Had written like a, a thing for my English work, like a, you know, two days before he passed, you know, about about him and his career. So it's good to see people here for him. Warren will be farewelled under lights at the MCG on March 30, the service beginning at 7pm. It's expected to be a sellout event, just as he would have liked it. The New South Wales Premier has announced a disaster relief package worth more than half a billion dollars in the wake of the flood crisis. Thousands are struggling to cope with the damage and they're being promised help is at hand. At Windsor, the water's finally falling. People like Stacey Carter can see what it's done to her home. The yard awash, this car ruined. The downstairs inundated. Yeah. leaving behind a massive mess. This was all underwater, came up to here. Right. We weren't expecting it to come quite up and as you see the shelves have actually gone floating, so even though I packed them up on the top shelf, the bot shelf the just shelf gave out. And... <laughs> they had sandbags but the water came up through the drains in the floor, a metre higher than last year. Now they're cleaning up again. It took us months last year to do it so but I mean, my boss will be waiting for me to come back to work soon so I'm going to try and get as much as I can get done in the next day or two. For all the state's flood victims there's a new housing relief package worth more than half a billion dollars. 
The financial support will go to around 25,000 impacted homes. The announcement includes 16 weeks rental support. A single-person household can claim around $6,000, larger households up to $18,000. It's obviously not going to take days, um, it's going to take weeks, um, if not longer. Flood-affected communities in northern New South Wales received a low-key visit from the Governor-General yesterday. I know they're down and, and, well, I know they're not out and they just need to know that Australia's with them. House by house, the army is hard at work. Heavy machinery, hundreds of skip bins. A production line removing thousands of tonnes of debris and waste. We are putting everything, every resource we can to get this clean-up conducted as quickly as possible. Gina Trahan, 7 News. The Prime Minister has come under fire for failing to publicly meet with flood victims for a second day in a row. Scott Morrison toured affected areas of Queensland yesterday, meeting with defence personnel as well as a select few business owners and brushing up on council cleaning techniques. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk was critical of his decision to declare a disaster. The time for uh, that national emergency was probably a week ago. So we've actually gone past that. The, the floodwaters have gone down, they've subsided. The Prime Minister hit back, saying flood mitigation is a state responsibility and added the Premier had not asked for a national emergency to be declared earlier. Victorian Labor Senator Kimberley Kitching has died suddenly at the age of 52. Let's go to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra now. Good morning, Taylor. She suffered a suspected heart attack. That's right, Jody. Good morning. Her sudden death sending shockwaves through both sides of Parliament. It's understood that the Victorian senator became unwell yesterday afternoon. An ambulance was called, but despite their best efforts to resuscitate her, she passed away a short time later. A fierce advocate for national security and human rights, tributes have described her as a warm and bubbly person. From Labor leader Anthony Albanese, we have lost one of our own far too young. Kimberley had such a larger-than-life personality that it is tragic that her bright light has gone out far too early. And from Prime Minister Scott Morrison, Senator Kitching was a serious parliamentarian who had a deep interest in Australia's national security. She clearly loved her country and it genuinely showed. Kimberly Kitching was just 52. Jody, Very sad. Taylor, thank you. A meeting between the Russian and Ukrainian foreign ministers in Turkey has ended with no real progress being made. It was the first high-level meeting between the two since Russia invaded two weeks ago. Ukraine's foreign minister vowed his country will not surrender, while Moscow's top diplomat defended the invasion, saying it was going as planned. Russia's bombardment of Maripol has resumed a day after at least three people were killed in an airstrike on a maternity hospital. Russia troops continued to gather around Ukraine's two largest cities, Kyiv and Kharkiv, and more than 2.3 million people are said to have fled the fighting, including half the population of Kyiv. New modelling shows COVID cases will double within a month in New South Wales due to the spread of an Omicron sub-variant. Authorities say BA2 will be the dominant strain by April and evidence indicates it's more transmissible. While the community might have gone to sleep on the virus, the virus hasn't gone to sleep on the community. The virus is still out there and it can still wreak havoc if we don't go and get our boosters fast. 
It's unclear at this stage whether current vaccines or previous infections offer immunity. There's a sense of relief in South Australia after it was announced a number of COVID restrictions will be rolled back. From midnight tonight, businesses across the state will be able to run at full capacity. Density limits have also been lifted for private gatherings, gyms and other places. QR codes will be scrapped in most venues and singing and dancing is back on the cards. The state recorded 2,590 new cases yesterday and sadly four more deaths. Western Australia is expected to hit 10,000 daily COVID cases by Monday. The state has seen a dramatic increase in infections, more than 4,500 yesterday alone. Doctors are warning unvaccinated West Australians to get the jab after it was revealed they are taking up the majority of hospital beds. There's new hope in the fight against the mosquito-borne illness Japanese encephalitis. The federal government will buy 130,000 doses of a highly effective vaccine and boost its surveillance and control measures. The multi-million dollar plan will be discussed at today's National Cabinet meeting, along with $2 billion fund to manage the flu. Free vaccines are being rolled out to workers at Victorian piggeries affected by the outbreaks. He gave up being a tradie for a career helping people and has already saved a life. A graduate nurse stumbled across a distressed mother and a lifeless child. The heart-stopping moments that followed were captured on CCTV. Running because a life depends on it. An unresponsive little girl in the arms of a rookie nurse, her distraught mother following as they race for emergency. Quick thinking by Nicholas Jensen saving the girl's life. In the moment, the adrenaline kicked in and I was quite calm. A graduate nurse at the wow. Princess Alexandra Hospital, he gave up a 20-year career as a stonemason for one helping others. In the right place at the right time, his training kicked in, carrying the girl in the recovery position and lifting her head to clear her airway. As well as while I was running, I was trying to do some compressions on the chest just to keep blood flow. Nick was walking down the road after finishing his shift when he heard screaming and ran down this driveway towards the sound. The distressed mother was desperately trying to find emergency but was heading in the wrong direction. Nick's instinct was amazing to run through that door to see our ED staff usher him into a recess bay. It's phenomenal. The little girl had suffered a seizure and spent days in the children's hospital. Nick is just glad he could help. Felt good because, yeah, you're helping people. So that's why I got into nursing. If his first year is anything to go by, the career change was worth it. Rosanna Kingsun, 7 News. Skin cancer is on the rise across Australia, particularly in people aged over 55 who are only now seeing the damage from years of unsafe sun exposure. New research found the number of non-melanoma skin cancers is rising by as much as 6% a year, but researchers say it's not too late to begin using sun protection now. In a gesture of solidarity with the people of Ukraine, Woolworths is changing the name of its chicken Kiev, no longer using the Russian spelling of the city. The change has already come into effect online and will gradually be rolled out in store. The supermarket will also donate 50 cents from each pack sold to the Red Cross Ukraine Crisis Appeal. 
Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is trading lower this morning. The Nasdaq is down. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost almost 3%. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher, Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose, the All Lords gained, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 2,001 US dollars an ounce, oil is 108 US dollars a barrel, the Aussie dollar buying 73.62 US cents, 85 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Hundreds of residents have been forced to flee after Indonesia's Mount Merapi volcano erupted. Hot clouds of ash spewed out of its crater, blanketing villages and towns on the island of Java. Mount Merapi is the most active of Indonesia's 120 volcanoes. Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich has been sanctioned by the UK government in response to Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. The Chelsea Football Club owner is one of seven Russian billionaires to be hit with an assets freeze and travel ban. Mr Abramovich is alleged to have strong ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin, which he denies. His plan to sell Chelsea Football Club has now been stalled. Wild pursuits aren't rare in LA, but this was a different kind of wild. A runaway steer strolled onto a freeway just outside the city, live broadcasts clocking the chase at almost five kilometres an hour. The bovine did eventually bolt before things got even stranger. The real cow being chased by a plastic horse. It's almost like you can't make this up. This is really happening. Enjoying his freedom, this young steer then went to market. He even climbed stairs before being cornered by some urban cowboys. It's the new world of digital art and some collectors are prepared to pay tens of millions of dollars for it. NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, are being called the future of modern investing. And for the first time, anyone in Sydney can experience the virtual world in 3D for themselves. A traditional gallery meets modern art. NFT making waves at Bondi Beach. Now to the latest trend that's sweeping the internet. So called NFT. They're now selling for huge bucks. NFT, I have no idea. Is that a football thing? <laughs> NFT Not at all. National. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's, I guess it's like a coin, but it's called an NFT. To purchase non-fungible tokens, you must buy a particular cryptocurrency using tangible cash, which allows people to buy and own digital content, such as these artworks on display at the 2026 Gallery. We really hope that we can welcome in people uh, to this space to really engage them with these incredible artists that we're so lucky to be showing. And instead of Picasso and Monet... Some of those artists include Sawa Atafua, David McLeod, Chris LeBroy. Bids can be registered, scanning a QR code. The first NFT was created in 2014, long before the crypto art market exploded. In 2021, it was worth $40 billion. Packs the merge sold for over $90 million. Beeples, every day's the first 5,000 days went for $69 million. I'm going to Disney World! There's a whole new playground out there for digital artists. Leonie Ryan, 7 News. In sport, Penrith Panthers have made a statement with a thumping win over Manly in the season opener. Picking up where they left off last year, the reigning premiers were off to a fast start, but two tries were disallowed before rookie Isaac Tago finally got them on the board. The Sea Eagles managed only one try as Penrith continued their dominance to seal the 28-6 win. 
This time next week, Jack Darling's season and maybe career could have been over. In an unexpected twist, Darling could return to West Coast as early as Monday. It's understood that the All-Australian Ford has received his vaccination against COVID-19 and is now free to return to training once the paperwork has cleared. David Warner wants more life from the pitch for the second test against Pakistan. The Aussies have arrived in Karachi for the second test, which begins tomorrow. From 239 overs, Australia took just four wickets and conceded a whopping 728 runs in the drawn series opener. I just want a game where you can actually have, create, you know, 20 chances. Um, it's, you know, something that's going to be exciting and entertaining for the crowd. And wicketkeeper Alex Carey has made a splash, falling into the pool at the team hotel. He emerged looking a little worse for wear, and the ego might be a touch bruised, but other than that, he is good to go for tomorrow's second test. Tiger Woods is now an official member of golf's Hall of Fame. With family proudly watching on, daughter Sam did the honours at the induction ceremony in Florida. Crap, I just lost a bet to Stricker, I wouldn't cry. Without the sacrifices of mom, who took me all to those teacher golf tournaments, dad, who's not here, that defined my upbringing, that defined my career. The 15-time major winner remains sidelined from tournament golf after last year's serious car crash. We've got an insight into how tight-knit our Winter Paralympians are. Patrick Jensen dedicated his performance in the vision-impaired giant slalom to Jonty O'Callaghan, an injured teammate who's clearly very close to his heart. I did that run for him, and we're all missing you, Johns. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> A serious training crash in Austria last month prevented O'Callaghan from competing at the Beijing Games. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs extending over Western WA, the top end, Queensland, central New South Wales and Victoria will bring showers and scattered storms. Onshore winds will bring showers to the east coast. A slow moving high in the bite will continue keeping South Australia, Western New South Wales and Victoria mostly clear. Around the capitals today, a shower or two in Brisbane, a top of 27 degrees, partly cloudy and 24 in Sydney, mostly sunny heading for 23 in Canberra, Melbourne partly cloudy 21. Hobart partly cloudy 21 degrees, mostly sunny heading for 27 in Adelaide, very hot and mostly sunny 39 atop in Perth and a shower or two and a possible storm 33 in Darwin.